are now tuned. You are now tuned into Bumpers FM. Good evening. Lou from the BX here, and I originally for day six of the thirty podcast challenge, I wanted to talk about the Knicks, but there was some news that came down the wire, unrelated to sports that I also wanted to touch on. So why not do both? I've got the time. Um, so the New York Knicks right now are five and two. They are over 500 for the first time since December 28th of last year, I believe. Uh, that's awful and horrible, but this team, as currently constituted, is a whole lot of fun to watch. They are some young lions out there. Porzingis has, I think it's safe to say, Porzingis has emerged as an all-star. And he's damn near playing at an MVP level. I mean, I don't know how you can deny him consideration for that. He scored, he's averaging... If I'm not mistaken, he's averaging 38 points over the last six games. And he's doing it all. He's playing defense. He's blocking shots. He's getting steals. He's scoring. He's getting rebounds. He's passing. He's doing everything. He's literally a unicorn. And Natilakina. I'm gonna kind of be going all over the place. I, this is for, uh, just random podcasting. It's not easy. There's not a lot of time to prepare, so you kind of just kind of come off the top and wing it. To be honest with you, so right now, Porzingis is taking over. You got Frank Natalikina, who I actually really like what Jeff Hornacek is doing with him. Which basically what he's doing is. He started him off playing him very slow minutes, and he's slowly building his minutes up to kind of get him used to the NBA game, and it's benefiting him. He is uh, the point guard of our very near future. This young man is the facilitator that we needed, and he looks to be the playmaker that we needed, and hopefully he can be a floor general. He already looks the part. Just listen, you have to understand when you talk about the Knicks, you're not talking about a normal basketball team, okay? The New York Knicks in the 90s were a dominant force in the NBA, okay? They never got the championship, but they went to the finals, and it just, they, they were known for hard nosed defense and no nonsense basketball. You can't play that game anymore. That game does not exist anymore in, in this NBA. No one can be touched. And uh, it's ticky-tack. And it's meant for scoring. You know, the, the NBA has evolved. They don't want to see people fighting. They don't want people getting punched in the face. And people getting elbowed in the mouth. You know, they don't want that. They want to see scoring. They want to see dunks. They want to see people driving through the lane. So, you know, there have been rule changes. And uh, the Knicks... Their uh, front office has basically had this team in shambles for the past 16 years. 
and I don't want to go into their whole history of whatever, but we've moved on from the Phil Jackson, Carmelo Anthony era, and now we are in a new era of the Young Lions, and these young boys are out there, and they are trying to get it. We added some veteran presence with Jared Jack, we got Enos Cantor, uh, Hernan Gomez hasn't really been getting the minutes, and I like him, but you can't argue with the success of the team. I don't want to get too crazy about it, you know? I don't want to get too hyped. I don't want to get too wild off, you know? I'm trying to keep the voice range mid-level. But I can tell you this. Last night we played and uh, we were down by 19 or so points as I was listening. And these Knicks crawled all the way back and won that game. And I was in my car driving to work and I was screaming, screaming during this game. So with that being said, League Pass, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm coming for you, League Pass. I got to watch these Knicks. I got to get back into my team. You know, I never really left them, but you just got to the point where it was uh, that whole Derrick Rose uh, Carmelo Anthony and Derrick Rose are just those two combustible elements. I just, I couldn't deal with the team anymore. So, God bless the New York Knicks. I wish them continued success. And let's not fuck up this great chemistry we've got going by airing an Eric Bledsoe. Alright, let's ride this team out and see, see what happens. News coming down the wire today that Disney was trying to acquire Fox Studios. Now, that has lots of far-reaching um, consequences. And consequences is not the right word because it kind of makes it sound like it's leading to something bad. It's not. But Disney acquiring Fox has a lot of there's a lot of moving parts involved, and there's a lot of things that, that Disney can do with Fox properties. What I'm focused on is the fact that Disney owns Marvel, Fox has the rights to the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. So if Disney buys Fox, that means that Disney now owns the rights to Fantastic Four. Yeah, you guessed it. And the X-Men. Which means that we would finally see Marvel Studios' version of the X-Men. We would finally see Marvel Studios' version of the Fantastic Four. And with Phase 4 coming, one can only assume that all these little stars are aligning and that the Fantastic Four would be a huge acquisition for Marvel right now. Phase 4 is coming, and I don't know what they have planned. I'm sure they have something planned. I mean, obviously, they probably already have stage five, phase five, and six planned already. Who knows? 
I don't know. But, in my mind, with they, when they announced Captain Marvel, and that Captain Marvel was, whose main villains are going to be the Skrulls, in my mind, I already see them trying to do Secret Invasion. Now, Secret Invasion, if you're not aware, is a comic book series that Marvel did. It was a massive crossover event. And basically what it was, was that one of the Avengers was revealed to be a scroll, a spy. And it has been for a long time. And then, um, once that person was discovered, they come to find out that there have been agents for years posing as Marvel heroes and villains, but they've really been scrolls, and they've all been planning for this one massive attack, and then the attack happens, and fucking all hell breaks loose. That was a fucking fantastic miniseries. Um, of course, the problem with all these miniseries is that at the end of the day, nothing really happens, and um, the endings of these things are always kind of like tied up with a nice little bow. You know, they, they start off hot. They always start off phenomenal. And then those first four, five, six issues are always fantastic. And then the ending is kind of always a little flat. Um, but overall, that was a fantastic, it's probably one of my favorite Marvel stories that's ever been done all the way from the ad campaign that they were running where the they were putting pictures of uh they had like pictures of like a a little kid eating ice cream and he's eating ice cream with a scroll kid and they're kind of like arm in arm and it says on the bottom he loves you so much um those ad campaigns that they were doing were fucking incredible and that was for a comic book series i remember getting them via, I was getting the pictures on my phone, and sending sending them via text to people, <laughs> and they were like, what the fuck is this, what are you sending me, uh, <laughs> but anyway, getting sidetracked, the fact that Disney is, seems to be on the verge of acquiring Fox, and I say on the verge of acquiring, but the, the talks apparently have stalled right now, and um, they're just basically at a standstill, but they can resume at any moment is what I read. And I, I'm reading this from Wall Street Journal, New York Post, New York Times. This isn't like comicbookresource.com. This is legit information that's out there. And it is a fantastic, fantastic, no pun intended, day if you are a Marvel fan. Even though nothing's happened yet. Just the fact that you could see Marvel Studios' version of the Fantastic Four, and the Fantastic Four can be part of the MCU with the Avengers and Spider-Man. Now, if you're curious about how well Marvel Studios can reboot something, just look at Spider-Man Homecoming. We had all these Spider-Man movies come out from Sony. Those last, that last movie that came out from Sony was trash, and they took it, they recast it, they rebooted it, 
didn't need to do the origin story. Everybody knows how Spider-Man got his powers. And look at what they did. Spider-Man Homecoming. Probably one of Marvel's best movies. And you can only imagine where they can take the Fantastic Four. The last Fantastic Four movie is pretty much hated by everyone. And was not well received at all. And it's not part of any kind of lure on anything. It's just its own POS. So you can only imagine how quickly they can integrate the Fantastic Four into the fucking MCU. And just just start off with Captain Marvel. And get that whole secret invasion angle going. I'm, I'm ecstatic about that. I would love to see it. I hope to see it. And this big-ass man-child over here loves him some Marvel movies. So, I have not seen Thor yet, no. I'm hoping to see it this weekend. If possible. I'm hoping so. I was supposed to see it Thursday night, opening night, but unfortunately just couldn't get around to going to see it. So, um, looking forward to it. Hopefully Disney and Fox can come come close to this merger and oh my gosh just uh, I want to see the fucking Fantastic Four in the MCU that's it there's really nothing else to say about that ladies and gentlemen exit day 5 of the 30 day podcast challenge I'm about to pull up to my job so this is Lou from the BX And I'm out.